You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast. We're your hosts, Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman. Welcome back to the show, Heart Fam. We are coming at your earbuds once again with a really fun episode. Before we get into it, make sure if you haven't already to subscribe to the show on whatever platform you tune in on. We drop episodes twice a week on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So make sure you subscribe to be notified so you never miss an episode. And if you're loving what you're hearing, you could be even more awesome and leave us a five-star review. Honestly, it helps us out a ton. And it's just really awesome as a thank you to tell us that you love the show, if you do. And if you're listening, hope you do that. (laughs) All right, now onto the show. Today, we got to talk to one of our best friends in the world. If you follow us on Instagram, you've probably heard us talk about her, the wonderful and amazing Sina Nelson. Sina runs a lifestyle and motherhood social media brand where she focuses on sharing content of her family, faith, nature, and living a life of simplicity. She built her brand as a lifestyle mom blogger and over the course of the years has now turned it into a full-time job as a content creator, influencer, course creator, and preset seller. She's a mama to four kids with one on the way and her husband Eric is in the U.S. Navy. Sina and her family have spent the last eight years in Hawaii and recently moved to London last year. They can currently be found traveling Europe and documenting life as expats over the next few years over on her Instagram account, Sina E. Nelson. I actually met Sina when we first moved to Hawaii, and we get into that story in the show, so I won't give it away here. And we clicked immediately. She instantly became a fast friend, and we ended up being neighbors on the island. Over the years of getting to know her, I watched her successfully navigate building an online brand around her family, motherhood, and lifestyle content creation. And so that's what we honestly sat down today to talk to her about. Sina absolutely crushes the very specific niche of mommy blogging, you could call it, on Instagram. And she has a world of wisdom to share when it comes to that. In today's episode, we chat all things growing your Instagram account as a family influencer or mommy blogger, collabing and working with companies, balancing motherhood while also running an online business, navigating the challenging waters of having your job, be capturing your family while also trying to stay in the moment as a mother, and so much more. We dive into all of that and basically have an hour-long girl chat. So grab some wine or popcorn or your drink or snack of choice. (laughs) Make sure your kiddos are napping if you have them so you can fully focus on the wisdom that Sina is about to drop. All right, let's get to this girl chat. Cue the music. You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast with Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman, two photographers turned entrepreneurs and founders of the Heart University. If you're a creative entrepreneur or a motivated dreamer wanting to make the most of your life, this podcast is for you. Each week, Evie and Lindsay bring you actionable tools to uplevel your business and life. So if you're ready to step up to the plate and pursue your God-given potential, you're in the right place. You're ready to live your life and run your business to its fullest? Then buckle up, because here are your hosts, Evie and Lindsay. All right, Sina, welcome on to the podcast. This is so fun to have you here. <laughs> hey. <laughs> All right, well, starting off, Sina, you are legit one of our best friends and favorite humans on the planet. So we're stoked to have you on here. This is just going to be a fun like chat girl girl but, chat yes, for real. <laughs> yes but for anyone who doesn't know you do you want to go ahead and like introduce yourself and then maybe share how we got connected with you yes so i am cena nelson um i am 28 and um, i have four kids with a fifth on the way and um Yay! my job <laughs> is mom blogging <laughs> <laughs> and then as far as how we met so lindsay we met through instagram um, I don't really remember how we connected. Um, I think, well, I, I can jump in here real fast. It, I was moving to Hawaii and I looked on Instagram just for Hawaii people. Like, okay. <laughs> like, I was just like looking <laughs> yeah, yeah. for people that lived in Hawaii and I found your account, became obsessed with you. And then I remember <laughs> literally you were pregnant. You were pregnant with Herschel, your third. So you had two kids right. with a third on the way when... When And, and I, I think I DM'd you and asked you, so I don't even remember. But you started following me back. And I literally remember you were like, oh, you're a photographer. Do you want to shoot my birth? Like, literally, you asked me. <laughs> That's <laughs> funny. Birth, and then that <sighs> didn't happen. But then, ironically, I shot Thatcher's birth for the next one. Oh, that's and funny. And then Sina, you shot Lindsay's birth, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. That happened <laughs> yes. also. Oh, that exchange friendship. was not fair, though, because literally, you popped Thatcher out in, like, two <laughs> minutes. And mine was <laughs> four days. 
<laughs> that that was not fair on your part. Like that, mm, you had a hard labor. So, well, uh, I mean, just like as a as a pure business trade, you had a more- um, <laughs> I would take long hours of photographing over long hours of birthing, personally. That's true. That's but- true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so then, anyways, that's how I, I connected with you. And then when I got to Hawaii, I know that we met at church, technically. Right, right. So I remember I was at church and I think I saw you. I feel like I saw you because you had on a hat. And I was like, <laughs> Lindsay. And I remember- The only two people like, in that church that wear the hat. Yeah, yeah. I like went over and I was like, are you Lindsay Roman? Because I knew you were like moving there in that window. And it just like, ironically enough, we were both at the same church. Um, and then I, you told me at church that first Sunday that you were like moving into the town that um, we had just bought a house in. And so we ended up being neighbors. And then Evie, we met like a year after that, whenever you were... I think so. You were there. I just so. jumped into the friend circle. I was like, hello, welcome. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be a part of this gang. It's really fun. <laughs> oh, so much fun. All the, all the adventures since then. <laughs> yes. So many. Okay, well... Now that we have that covered, I want you to share what you do, how you got to where you are today, like with your job, just with your career, with your motherhooding, I guess you could say. We want just the whole story. (laughs) Okay. So long story. um, I guess I had Instagram and would just like occasionally post for years. Um, And then we're Eric's in the military. So I guess I was looking for a way to... um, connect with other people and to socialize and to build relationships because we moved so much. So I began posting consistent, consistently and engaging on others' posts. Um, I would look through hashtags and find influencers with similar interests. And then as far as building my Instagram, I started entering a ton of giveaways. Um, and so, and like, like spam entering. So I would like search the hashtag giveaway and um, just enter like crazy. And I think over the course of gosh, probably like three or four months, um, I picked up um, followers doing those. And so, um, and I probably took away like $20,000 in prizes um, just from Dang entering girl. them. <laughs> I know. And what? so, I know. And so something that I found that was really interesting in doing that was that like 90% of the time you win a giveaway if you like write a comment with like tagging somebody. And so I would do that continually. And then I would like go to all their photos and like them. And then they would pick me as their winner. And um, and so that's how I like accumulated all of this stuff. And then I would begin <laughs> curating those things to like build an image and build a brand. And then I guess just kind of built myself and what my look was through that. And then obviously when you enter or you win a giveaway, you have no obligation to... um photograph it or advertise it, but I would. And then I would tag those companies to kind of like, um, I guess just get in their eye and for them to see me. And then they began resharing those photos. And then that helped me to build a following. And then it also built relationships with them because I had no obligation to do that. And so then a lot of those companies would come back and ask to send more products to continue doing that. And um, I would accept that because that was a way for me to you know, build a relationship with these brands, but um, also to build my feed and practice what I wanted to do as well. Um, And then I would say around um, about 10,000 followers, it's kind of hard to win giveaways. People start stop picking you on that front. Um, And so then I started reaching out to these brands and I would ask them to host giveaways. And like nine out of 10 of them told me no, (laughs) because that's just how it goes starting out. And then I just kept pushing into that and I kept asking them and then would eventually get those giveaways and that helped me to continue to build. Um, And then those that said, yes, I over-delivered. I posted more than what was expected. Um, And at the time, Instagram was mostly on iPhones. It was mostly like phone pics with um, like Instagram filters. And so I taught myself Lightroom and um, committed to using a DSLR for all the images. And then I would send Google Drives with images um, in addition to posting so that they had like stock images as well. And then that helped continue growth because they were tagging me. It built those relationships. And then um, that was just kind of my process until about 40,000. And then that's when I started taking paid ads. Dang. Dang. Okay, I love that you stressed (laughs) building the relationship with the brand because 
I think a lot of people on Instagram specifically, they want to get into influencer collabing or whatever. And they, they think, okay, well, no one's reaching out to me. First of all, I like that you mentioned that you actually started reaching out to them. You started doing the giveaways. Mm -hmm. um, And then even in that, you started building relationships with these companies so that they actually liked you so that they actually wanted to work with you again. And then under promising over delivering. So you, you gave them, I mean, it's not like they're your client per se. I mean, they kind of are, but it's not like they gave, like paid you money, but you're still exhibiting the, the principle of giving a client a very experienced, beautiful luxury experience by giving them more than they deserved and not deserved, but more than they asked for and really cultivating that relationship, building that relationship, giving them a really great client experience from, from your perspective. Right, right. And I think that that is a huge part in building is that understanding that, um, so most people start with working with like small shops and things like that as like a, uh, mom influencer. And so understanding that just as like influencers are friends on Instagram, um, shops are too and companies. And so whenever you do right by one brand, they, they have friends and they tell their friends like this person delivered like XYZ. She sent me a Google drive of 20 like edited images of like this, you know? And Mm -hmm. so that, that gets passed around. And then it's, that also goes for like paid collaborations in that people, um, like different brands will often have the same, um, the same representative. And so someone that works with you on one brand, if you do well, then they will say, Hey, I have a campaign for this brand as well. And then they will offer you more opportunities through that same brand, but other brands as well. Dang. That's so good. It's such a good perspective of like, be strategic, build the relationship, go above and beyond, you know, over, over deliver, like under promise, over deliver on everything that you do not only just for, you know, those, those relationships with the brands, but also to strategically market yourself and have them Mm -hmm. reposting your stuff, building your following, you know, all of it. That's so cool. I love talking collabs with you, but (laughs) for anyone who like you kind of mentioned earlier, you, you started kind of getting onto social media and posting and stuff to kind of build relationships because Mm -hmm. Eric's in the military. So what, like other than that, or in addition to that, like, did you know Instagram was going to turn into what it is? Like, was it a strategic, Hey, I really want to build my following to become like a mom influencer, mom blogger, whatever you want to say. Like what led you to start really pursuing Instagram as like a platform for your family and lifestyle images and life? Right. I feel like I had a hope that that's what it would become, but, um, honestly, you never really know. And it's kind of a chance and you can like pursue it for years and it can become nothing. And that's just kind of the reality of it um, is that you can pour into it and not see the fruits of your labor. Um, So I think I hoped and I tried to be as strategic as I could, but honestly, you just, you don't know. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? It, It, yeah, yeah. I mean, there are obviously ways to draw people in and to set yourself apart and to, you know, and to really like find your audience and things like that. But at the same time, there is a bit, you know what I mean? It's it's hard work, but yeah. it's also hard work without a total guarantee on the other end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think something that can guarantee it a little bit more is having a very cohesive style and, and standing mm-hmm. out in that way, which actually leads me perfectly into the next question, which is how did you find your style? Because... Sina, you have one of the most stylis- <laughs> stylistically cohesive Instagram feeds I have ever seen. And for, like from the tones in your image, your editing presets, your clothing, your home aesthetics, the locations you even shoot in, which obviously you pick certain, we can get into this, but like literally everything is so cohesive and aesthetic. So, and I know that's a huge reason that I think catapulted you into the level you're at now is because like you honed that in pretty quickly And Mm -hmm. so my question is, how did you get to that point? And do you have any tips for anyone out there who wants to start being a family and lifestyle influencer on how to get a cohesive look within their, yes, their Instagram feed, but also kind of like their life? (laughs) Yes. Yes. Okay. So that's the thing. I think that, you know, like mom blogging and like um, influencing, I think that it does the, it, it works the best whenever it's true to who you are. So those who succeed on Instagram, as far as like those aspects go with um, lifestyle and um, and just family blogging, things like that, um, they're typically the ones that are the same 
online as they are offline. Um, so if you're mm-hmm. constantly rearranging your house for a photo, like shoving things to the side so you can get your photo or you're, um, you know, planning to go out and shoot. So you're like curating the perfect outfit um, that you wouldn't really otherwise wear. Um, or you're, let's say, you're trying to create an account that has a lot of outdoor photos on it, but you're a homebody and you don't like going outside. Um, then it's going to be hard to create or to maintain consistency in that space because it's not true to who you are and you're not going to enjoy it. And it's going to be really hard to stick with. So I think that, um, I guess one of the, (laughs) my biggest advice in starting on Instagram is to know who you are and to be that online and offline. Amen. Ooh, that is good. Uh, (laughs) Well, so So I guess kind of with that, but then you naturally, and I mean, I know this because we're your friends, but like <laughs> you naturally, the curation that is on your feed, that's literally who you are in real life. Like yes. you yeah. strategically, <laughs> that's why I love you so much. You literally yes. like curate your children's clothing to match a palette because that's like yes. what makes you happiest. Yes. And you love it when everything matches. And I just so appreciate that. Like they can't wear hot pink because like, no, which I agree with. Like, thank you. (laughs) Honestly, though, I feel like that's easier for me in the aspect that I don't have to coordinate anybody. Like everybody, everybody matches. You know what I mean? (laughs) So So it's not an effort to match people. It's so fun. It's also so fun. Like I'll have conversations with people who know that we're friends or something and we'll be like, is Cena like the same person offline that she is online and I'm like literally in every aspect like yeah, in every funny. single not just like style but personality and like chill factor like literally <laughs> the exact same person and it just works like literally what you were saying of it it makes it so much easier to be consistent not only with your content creation but also the style that of what you're posting when yeah. your life aligns with the style that you're trying to put out so i think absolutely if i'm assuming you probably agree with this but if there are any like mothers or whatever out there trying to kind of get into this field and this niche like figure out what your personal style is and what your vibe is and your aesthetic and just you know your lifestyle like Cena you and right. Eric and your family are very much like outdoors like adventure like just you love going and exploring and and seeing the world but you know for a family who maybe is a little bit more like homebody or whatever like find your niche within this little niche and start pursuing that like that'll make it so much easier yes exactly okay Sina so I feel I feel like you kind of already answered this but if you want to kind of expound on it and and just go a little bit more into this for anyone who is listening to this who really does want to get started doing more influencer collabs especially in like the baby and motherhood space what are some other tips or or beginning steps strategies thoughts that you would give to that person who's listening right now i would say come up with words that define your brand so that you have a really clear and concise direction with um where you're heading And then, Mm -hmm. you know, as you're starting out, when you're looking at your content, make sure that, you know, everything you're posting, so in stories and posts, all of that, that it's reflective of that. So whenever I started my account, the words that I used were Jesus, family, nature, and simplicity. And those were in my bio, gosh, probably until like a couple of weeks ago (laughs) when I I edited it and just kind of trimmed it down. (laughs) I know. So those were just kind of words that um, I... I ended up placing them in my bio, but those were the words that, you know, as I was creating content, I would go back and look and say like, do, are these reflective of that? Am I, um, is this what I'm sharing? Is this like completely off topic? You know what I'm saying? Like, is this, is this Mm -hmm. in line with that message? Um, and just kind of, I guess, trying to stick to that. Um, and then the other bit of advice would be figure out how to stand out. So Mm -hmm. what do you have that's different? Do you live in a travel destination? You do show it. For example, when I started my account, we lived in Hawaii. Like people love Hawaii. You know what I mean? Yeah. So <laughs> so we would go out and shoot in Hawaii because I felt like, you know what? Everybody has, that was like, and when I started, it was like the phase where everything was like shot against a white wall. Um, that was like, just like the, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? It was like a season of yeah. Instagram where it was like, here's my white wall and like, my cup of coffee against my white wall. Like everything was about like the white wall. And so- Very minimal. (laughs) 
Yes, 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 yes. So I made it a point to go out and shoot in Hawaii because I felt like that was something that was different, that was interesting. Um, And then, you know, it could also be, are you an exceptional photographer? If you are, then post like the best images you have. You know what I mean? Offer your services Mm -hmm. to brands, do product photos, things like that. Um, But just figure out like how you are different than the average person logging online and then figure out how people can connect with you. So are you a military family? Like I, you know, we are, Lindsay, if you're a military family, like there are hundreds of thousands of those. And that's like a really different niche that like, you know, everybody in that community kind of understands with like the long times away and like, you know, raising the kids and like how exciting it is when your husband comes home. Like when Andrew came home the other day, I cried when I saw that photo of you guys on the beach because it's like, you know, you know that feeling. And especially like when you have a young child and they like come home and see their child for the first time in months, like that's just something that's like, you know what I mean? That so many can relate to in that, Mm -hmm. in that niche. Um, so like figuring out, you know, just what you've got that, um, what you've got, what your niche is. Yeah. I love that. Well, and just to kind of summarize, I think the points that I took away from what you just said are finding why you're different, doing Mm -hmm. everything that you can with excellence. So learn a skill that will make you stand out like photography or how to take a photo, how to manipulate light or how to work with the light that you're given. Um, and then also, be personable, like share your life, share your personality, yeah. share the connecting points, um, like, like where you live or what aspect right. of life you're in, like military or, or whatever, right. what have you. Um, I love those, those things. That's amazing. Right. Right. And then I think the other factor is just to post and show up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think what we all know through Instagram is every photo is not going to be like, especially when it's specifically when it's like the, um, the like mom lifestyle niche every photo is not going to be perfect. Like every kid isn't going to be smiling perfectly. Like somebody's (laughs) going to have stained clothes. Like just life isn't perfect. And so I think that when it comes to that specific niche, there is an importance in showing up in your imperfection. But I guess that goes for other niches as well. You know what I mean? Like showing up with your best, but also life is imperfect. And there's a relatability in that. Which goes, goes along with the whole like connecting aspect. Exactly. Just, that would fall exactly. under the different point that you said. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I think, I think there's just like a simple phrase that I try to, I've been really repeating to myself this past year is excellence over perfection. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that's just kind of a, a, like a, a good sounding board of like, is yeah. this photo excellent? Yes. Is it perfect? No, but that's right. still excellent because that's, a part of life that's, you know, life isn't picture perfect all the time. And you're going to connect with people, be relatable, be authentic. And I think that's really important in today's society, especially on social media to, you know, share the beautiful parts of life, but beautiful doesn't always mean perfect and Mm -hmm. excellent doesn't always mean perfect. So kind of just like balancing the two of, yes, I can strive for excellence, but excellence is different from perfection. And there's relatability and imperfection. Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> for sure. Oh, so good. So good. Okay. I want to kind of navigate the conversation. I want to talk for a second about how the internet and social media has given stay-at-home mamas an incredible opportunity in today's culture. I think every day, um, I, in general, every day, I, f- I feel like a huge portion of women and mostly mothers are diving into this industry that you're in, Sina, and you could call it maybe mm-hmm. mommy blogging or motherhood influencers or having a family and lifestyle platform or blog, whatever you want to call it. Everyone knows what we're talking about. Um, and I think it's because social media and influencer marketing has now given stay-at-home moms a creative outlet to make money while also being free to be at home with their children, which I think is so incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you have any thoughts on that? And kind of caveat to that is, do you, did you originally plan to create a business when you first started? And do you now view this as more as a creative outlet or as a job? I think at this point, it is more of a job in my mind. It's still absolutely a creative outlet. I don't, I mean, I, (laughs) this it's, I don't know how, I don't know how I would function without it. I'm used to taking photos um, every day. I'm used to sharing those photos. It's something that I enjoy. It's like a part of our life at this point. Um, But I think it's positive as long as it doesn't overtake your life. So as long as it's an accessory to your life, but it's not, the, you know, that it's your work isn't the center of your life, which is true, you know, with Instagram or with any job. So just with like a, you know, a nine to five job where you have to sign off, it's the same with Instagram. You have to have working hours. And that's something I really, 
I really worked hard at, I would say this past year is figuring out, you know, A, I don't have to post every day. It like my account will not burn down if I don't. (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) You know, it's okay to take Sundays off. It's okay to, you know, take a day to, you know, not share and it's, you know, life will go on. It's okay. Um, so I, I mean, I think it's, I think it's a great thing. You just have to know how to sign off. I think it offers connection though, um, with so many people and it can build relationships with people you wouldn't have otherwise met. And so that's obviously been the case for the three of us. Um, I mean, I would hope that we would have met, um, by seeing each other at church and then, you know, us meeting through that. I would have gravitated like, towards your hat. Vibes. <laughs> <laughs> it was the aesthetic. Let's be real. Yeah. <laughs> the linen but, dresses and the hats. I would have been like soul sister. Soul sister right there. I see your braid. <laughs> but it. It's like, I, you know, I, I think it can offer a really, um, a really good um, way to build relationships and friendships. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. You just, you have to know how to sign off too. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can, I think it's also probably really difficult. I obviously don't have kids, so I'm assuming, but I feel like you guys could probably like feed into this. I feel like it's also probably really difficult as a, a mom to document your life and love that and have it be like a creative outlet and even a job that's incredible and, you know, supports and provides for your family or your kid's future or whatever. But at the same time, it's also probably hard to sometimes I'm assuming feel a little bit of like maybe that mom guilt of like, should I be taking a photo of my kid right now or being fully, fully present Mm -hmm. with my kid right now? Like, Mm -hmm. do you feel like that aspect and dynamic has been something that you've like worked through or dealt with at all? Absolutely. Because there's a, um, there's like a, and you guys know this whenever your job is Instagram, whenever something big is happening, which is, this is like, it has its pros and cons. Like your, your immediate reaction is to pick up your phone and to take a picture and video it. And that obviously has, um, there's obviously so much goodness in that because you have so much documentation. I have buckets of my kids of photographs and, you know, more Mm -hmm. videos than I, on my phone than I will ever know what to do with. Um, so there's that really (laughs) positive aspect, but you know, you also have to consciously say like, I need to be here and not in there right now. So I do think that there's um, a separation that um, has to happen. But I think it can be, I think it can be really good as long as, like we were saying earlier, as long as it's true um, to your life. And as long as, you know, you're not like running around trying to get that video of like a setting that you wouldn't normally be in or whatever, as long as you're like um, documenting what's really going on because your account focus is your life. Um, versus trying to create something that's your life. You know what I mean? To make it an accessory to your life, but not to, not to make it the center of your life. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like it it flowing naturally. Like it's a, it's naturally a part of just like little cherries on top of your life. As you go about it, you're just pulling out your phone to quickly document something or pulling out of your camera, but you're actually living your life fully present with your kids as well. You're not crafting something to orchestrate it, to be perfect for a video or be perfect for a, yeah. uh, for a certain photo, right. which I think honestly is what's so refreshing about you is that you, if somebody didn't know you, they might maybe guess, oh, I wonder if she like <laughs> orchestrated that. Or I wonder if like uh-huh. they went out into London just to take that photo. But no, like you went out into London to go visit London and explore it with your kids. Whereas mm-hmm. like, I, and I think that's the right framework to have is like continue living your life document your life sure right. wear an aesthetic linen dress to make it pretty whatever <laughs> but like that's you do that because you love that you genuinely when we talked right. about this earlier in the show too but like i i think that's what makes you so truly authentic is because it's visually pretty to look at but then also <laughs> it's just you it's authentic to you you're living your life and you're sharing that with your followers and and you're bringing them along on your adventure Right, right. And I think that's where the longevity aspect comes in. Are you documenting? Are you know what I mean? Are you documenting what's going on? Or are you creating what's going on? And I think that there's obviously a place for creation. And that's, you know what I mean, where it's like a creative outlet, and you want to create this set and like, absolutely, like, we all do that. Like, right. you know, like, like birthday photos, we all create photos for like birthdays. Like there are like, there are times where it, like, it's so fun to like, do like this, like, um, this like creative, you know what I mean? To like make a creative mm. shot and to orchestrate it. Yeah. Um, 
but it's a, you, there's like a way to intertwine it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Where it's like the creative aspect of like, you know, of making those, of doing those photos, but then also of documentation, I guess. Yeah. I oh. literally just made a charcuterie board for Eloise's first birthday. Uh, and it was the and best thing a, I've ever seen in my life. I, I had a photo shoot on the beach with her in it. And then uh-huh. my friend Sunny gave her like a woven palm hat. <laughs> But she didn't want to have that hat on. But she would keep it on if we gave her the charcuterie board and, like, she had her hands full. So then, like, (laughs) it was just this balance of, like, four of us trying to orchestrate this photo shoot of her just, like, going to town on her charcuterie board while keeping the hat on. So I feel you on the sand. (laughs) Yeah, also that. Well, her cake Uh, fell in the sand and then she kept rolling with it, so. Yes, yes. Done that. Oh, That's the the birthdays of Hawaii. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, okay. Along this topic, I actually this isn't like anywhere on the notes, but this is something that I do, and I think Lindsay pretty does this as well. That I feel helps us have a balance of like living our life, being fully present, but also documenting. And Cena, I think you also tend to do this as well, um, mm-hmm. like storying or or documenting like an Mm -hmm. adventure or a day out or, you know, a a moment or whatever, and then posting it later after the fact so that you can actually be fully present in that moment. And you're not like storying and then like trying to post and then respond to DMS and like all this stuff going on or comments or whatever, like documenting, but then posting like later when the kids are in bed or early in the morning Mm -hmm. for the, like whatever, like posting later when you can be fully present in that actual moment as it's happening. Yes, I do that. I, um, very rarely post a story like in the moment. And that has nothing to do with like reviewing it for perfection or anything like that. But it's because I often caption them. Um, And so Mm -hmm. I like put a little note on what it's on because honestly, I never watch stories with sound. Um, I'm usually like, if I'm on my phone, it's when the kids are in bed and it's like late at night, you know, and I'm like, um, just kind of winding down and I'm like doing my, I'm like posting, blah, blah, blah. So I know I do that. So I just assume other people watch without volume too. Um, so because no, of that, I uh, thank you for <laughs> thank you for saying that because so many Fair people assumption. don't caption like they'll do a talking story to their phone uh-huh. or to the ca- camera and they don't caption it and I, uh-huh. I I click through and I'm like you realize Absolutely. that no one's watching this yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I tap on through that you have, yep. to, you have to caption it so thank you Absolutely. for saying that <laughs> Absolutely so I try to caption them and in doing that I, that takes time away so that's what you're saying Evie of like you know if you're like out, uh, like, so we're in the middle of London and I'm storying and I'm trying to like caption what I'm saying. I can't do that. I would be like, Hey, yeah. hey kids come here. I need everybody to like stand right here, put your hand on the stroller. Like nobody walk off. Let me like caption my story. Like, no, that doesn't, yeah. <laughs> I have four small kids. <laughs> that doesn't work. But aside from like <laughs> that aspect, not working, it's just not, I want Instagram to be a documentation and, ex- and an accessory to my life. I don't want my life to revolve around it. So I record as yeah. we go. And then, you know, if we're like on the train on our way home and the kids are all sitting, then I might upload them and caption them there. If, you know, there's a moment um, or if we're in the car, like today I was storing in the car and I like had a second to write because everybody's buckled in and napping. So that would be an instance. Yeah. But um, most of the time I just, you know, record them through the day and save them and then um, upload them at night. But then the other big thing, um, which you guys know this too, is that I, I don't know. I feel like there's a, I'm kind of skeptical about putting like where I, like in stories are so personal. Like you can see where somebody is in that moment. Yeah. yeah. And so I save them and upload them like when we're not in that exact spot, because yep. <laughs> you just, you don't really, you know what I mean? You don't fully know who all yeah. is following you. And um, literally, and you, I don't know. You, you literally yeah. don't want to, advertise yeah. where you are in the exact yeah 1000% yeah. I always yeah, yeah. Well, I always one time I made that mistake and then yeah it wasn't good <laughs> yes yes I think we've you all make that mistake one time and then it turns into like a really uncomfortable situation and you're like yeah save stories um, yeah <laughs> so <laughs> I think that's I don't know for a for living life in the moment but b honestly, for safety, because so much of your life is already out there just being on Instagram yeah. and like, you know, where you are constantly that I don't know, it just that's like yeah. one little like, I guess, privacy line for me is to draw back from like, super, super, super in the moment. I don't know. Yeah. No, I'm literally, I think Lindsay and I are literally the same way. I think we've actually all had a couple conversations about this where we learned that lesson the hard way that 
storying exactly where you are in the moment can sometimes lead to uh, uncomfortable encounters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And just not, I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah. You just don't. And like, especially with like young kids, like, I, I yes. just, I don't know, probably just get protective of like, I don't know, yeah. posting our exact location. Like, there's enough. I put a lot out there. So that's like yeah. one of those. <laughs> One of those like little lines, I guess. So I think, good. didn't you tell me back when you lived in Hawaii, like this was probably years ago. So I think only when you had either two or maybe three, maybe you were pregnant, but you, I think you told me you were in Target one day in Hawaii and mm-hmm. somebody came up and was like, Evie and Ellie, like your daughters. And you were like, yeah, uh, hi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so it like, and that was a moment that was, I, I mean, that was years ago. And that was a moment where you're like, you like realize how much of your life is online. And I get that because they're, you know, you follow people online and you like, you know them. But then from a mom perspective, you're like, who are you? Yeah. (laughs) Also for anybody that just got confused, Cena's one of Cena's children is also named Evie. So we, I wasn't oh, yeah. talking about the human podcast host that's here right now, Evie. <laughs> the other little mini me, Evie. <laughs> yes. Oh, she's so cute. Does Instagram scare the heck out of you? Feeling like you're always struggling to save time on the good old gram while also creating flawless branded professional content for it? We feel you. We have made a special little something just for you. We created a PDF with our top five apps we use in conjunction with Instagram to create smooth, professional content while saving us time and energy. This is a list compiled after years of using Instagram and searching for all the secret pro tools to make our jobs easier. If you've ever wondered, how the heck did she do this? Or how did she make that? It's probably answered by one of these apps. There are little secret sauce to spicing up your Instagram. We use these apps daily and they've absolutely changed the game for us. So if you're ready to up-level your Instagram and create pro content with just a few clicks, we got you. Head on over to www.theheartuniversity.com slash apps and let's up-level that Instagame. That's A-P-P-S, y'all. Hey, Heart Fam, we had to interrupt this episode real quick to share with you something that's revolutionized our workflow. Everyone always asks Evie and I what the number one investment is that we've made in our businesses. Without a doubt, the best investment we've ever made to get our life and time back is HoneyBook, a client relations management software. We both use HoneyBook every single day and legit could not live without it. It's an all-in-one project management tool that's designed specifically for creative entrepreneurs. I honestly don't know what I would do without HoneyBook. It streamlines everything. Email conversations, client workflow, contracts, invoicing, calendar integration. HoneyBook literally coordinates everything for my business. They thought of everything that a creative entrepreneur could need and combined it all in one place. From templates, brand customization, an app so that you can send invoices while you're on the go, all the way to the little ka-ching sound your phone makes every time you get paid, aka my favorite part, (laughs) HoneyBook gives you the ability to streamline an excellent client experience from your fingertips so you no longer have to spend 24-7 working in your business and you can finally get back to living your life instead. Guys, we know you're going to love HoneyBook just as much as we do. In addition to a free seven-day trial, we have an exclusive offer just for our podcast listeners. 50% off your first year of HoneyBook. Guys, that's a $200 value. All you have to do is go to share.honeybook.com slash heart and claim your discount. That's share.honeybook.com slash heart. Or you can check out the link in our show notes. Um, okay, well, Cena, I kind of want to ask you, photographing your kids along that line mm-hmm. is pretty much your job now. So do you want to talk to us a little bit about how you logistically go about photographing little ones who don't necessarily listen perfectly or don't always want to be photographed, like especially when, you know, like a collab campaign is dependent Mm -hmm. upon getting a certain photo or getting it done well or whatever. So how do you feel like you balance being a good mother while also being a good businesswoman and getting the right shots? (laughs) Yes. So I think just because I've been doing it for years now, there are some things that I have figured out that, um, you know, they work and they give, they let the kids have fun in person and they, you know, let them show their personality, but, um, but they also let me get the shot. And so one of those, for example, if you go through my feed, I don't do it as much anymore, but there's an apple in like every fourth photo. And so the reason for that, yes, my kids love apples. And this is funny because this is something that, you know, people would comment and they would be like, 
the Nelsons and their apples, Herschel and his apple, things like that. Like it was, <laughs> people would like joke about my kids and their apples and they love apples. Like they eat a couple apples a day, but that was, per- that is purposeful. Um, so if the kids, for instance, like don't, if I'm like trying to get like a, um, a campaign shot and let's say the four of them like need to be lined up and it's not like a supernatural pose, you know what I mean? Like they're mm-hmm. not just going to like, you know, go stand in a straight line and smile. That's just not, that's not instinct for children. So something that I would do is line them up and then hand them each an apple. And the reason that I do apples is because they take a while to eat. So it gives me a chance to like (laughs) hop back and get the photo, but also they don't stain. So I can spot fix it in Lightroom really easily if I need to. Um, That's smart. (laughs) That's yes, yes. Um, But also an apple doesn't look bad in a photo. But there are times like I will, if we're like, we have to do like a photo like that, then I will put like crackers in my my, um, pocket and I will like, you know, hand one like a little like cracker or something like Herschel, he's two, like give him a little something as we're going. Um... But I think ultimately I try and give them movement because that does make it a lot easier because kids like to move. So like, hey, go to that tree and run to me. And then that, you know, I can, if it's closed, I can photograph them in that way and they have more fun like that. Um, But it's just, I think mainly just having prompts and um, just like little tricks like that to let them have fun or to like an, enjoy a snack or something like that at the same time. That's I so love good. that because you're you're prioritizing their fun and their enjoyment of like living life while also like you're you're doing both in that instance. You're being a good mom by giving them an experience, but you're also being a good mom by like, okay, movement is good in photos and this is going to be good for <laughs> the <laughs> campaign. So I love that that's like yes. a twofold, like that's how you do it. I love that. Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, no, but it's like the stoic photos get boring. Like they don't enjoy it. Like, you know what I mean? Like if every photo mm-hmm. they're like, standing there looking like sad, like to take a photo (laughs) and you're like, smile. Like, that's not fun. Nobody wants to look at that. Like nobody's enjoying that. Um, So yeah, yeah, just trying to, I guess, find ways to let them, let them play and let them enjoy it too. That's so good. And Sina, you have like a whole course on how to nail, like taking photos of your kids, right? Okay, cool. We can talk about that now or later. Like, yeah, yeah, no, those are, those are things I go through of like my tips and my tricks and my prompts for how to get kids to stand in on family photos to do those with a tripod. Um, And then also I go through my prompts for shooting them like in that way, like using the apples running towards the camera. And there are several more um, just to engage them and um, get like true reactions and really capture their personalities um, versus just capturing stoic smiles. Because when you look back at pictures of your um, kids, I know I don't enjoy my like, you know, the old like Instagram stage photos, like the super stagey, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't enjoy those as much. Those aren't like documentation. Those are like, let me like put all of this stuff in this photo. So it looks really aesthetic, yeah. um, versus just like, um, documentation and, you know, documenting movement and documenting personalities and life. Mm-hmm. Well, which when you do that, it almost Yes, it's for Instagram. Yes, it's for your job. But then also it's for like memories. It's for your scrapbooks. It's for exactly like, living like you want photos of your kids. So you might as well hit like two birds, one stone with doing that. Um, and so yeah, we'll include the links to Sina's website and just so you can check out more of her courses. I know she has a video course and a photography course just for anybody that's wanting to get into more of that family lifestyle um, industry, I guess. Um, yes. Okay, next question that I have for you, for anyone that doesn't know, you said it at the beginning, your husband, Eric, is in the military. And you also said this at the beginning, you have four kids with a fifth on the way. You run a wildly successful business and social media Mm -hmm. platform. Your aesthetics, like we also said, are always on point. (laughs) And and the thing is, like both Evie and I have been to your house multiple times. We've seen the behind the scenes, not even just like your Instagram feed. We've seen what it's like inside your house. And yet we're still in awe of how you do it all. Like I literally, <laughs> I don't get it. I like, I don't know. I have one kid and I'm like, literally, how you, do you do this? So my <laughs> question is, the hardest, is, I swear. Right. <laughs> okay. It's good to know. Um, but especially when Eric, your husband is gone for work, like, I guess, like literally how? <laughs> like, like you are a wonder woman. And I guess the question I'm trying to ask is, do you have any words of wisdom for any stay-at-home mamas out there that are trying to start a side hustle or even just dabble in a creative hobby or get into Instagram influencing? I mean, honestly, no matter what their what their career that they want to get in, in, into is, if they have a creative side hobby or a hustle that they want to start doing while also like watching a million children, how is my question? <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> I 
I think um, from my position as a um, mom blogger, it would be that your husband and family have to be on board. So as I started this, obviously, we didn't know if it was going to become anything. Um, you know, I, I put a plan in place and I was really hopeful, but we didn't know. I put a lot of work in, but you don't know. Um, and so, but before we, we really started pushing into it, it was a conversation between me and Eric of like, what does this look like? What is our hope? What is, you know, like, what could this turn into? Um, and what would it require of us? That kind of a thing. Um, and getting him on board because Eric is the one that does all the photos. So like when we started Instagram, <laughs> we um, had just bought our first DSLR. Like I had just moved out of like um, iPhone photos and I like bought a um, like a beginner um, consumer, consumer level camera. And I like taught myself, bought a Lightroom subscription. And I was like, okay, I'm going to figure this out. And then Eric learned alongside alongside me um, on like, you know, how I like things framed and, um, you know, where I like settings at things like that, like that he was, he was on board for like, how, um, do we get this? And he really worked on like seeing my vision. And, um, at the beginning it, it is hard because you don't know if, you know, the, if your labor is going to pay off, you just don't. But I think having communication within that and like having a joint vision, um, and everybody being on the same page. So as products started coming in and I started making money, um, it was really clear that like what we were working for was working. And then we kept pushing into it and we kept reinvesting in ourselves and, you know, buying nicer cameras, buying nicer lenses, like figuring out how to um, continue to level up. And I couldn't have done that without him. Like if he wouldn't have been on board for upgrading gear, learning how to take the photos or going out to take the photos, we went out to shoot all the time when I was starting, um, things like that, then it just, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have worked if we were on the same page. So as far as when Eric is gone, um, it is hard. Um, Eric is on a submarine and so he's gone for like six months at a time, sometimes eight months. He's gone a lot. Um, and then also like works every fourth night whenever he is home. We're like in a special situation right now where he's um, home for a few years, but um, I've never seen him more than like probably two thirds of the year of our entire marriage until this past year. Um, That's so insane. as far as I know, <laughs> he's, yeah. Well, you know, you know how much he was gone. I mean, I, so, but not to that extent. Eric has it worse. Yeah. Andrew, I feel like <laughs> Eric was gone a lot. I think the other really hard part about Eric's job, though, was that, or was, is, is that because he's a submariner, whenever they go um, underway and, or they're deployed, there's like no communication. And so there's like a month where I don't hear from him, um, like not email, not call, like nothing. Um, and so yeah. that's definitely challenging with the kids. But as far as like a business perspective, I think that that taught me how to use a tripod and how to do time management. And then there's like things in our house that I'm really specific about. And that's just purely because of um, the um, the schedule of our life with him like being in and out all the time. And one of those is like bedtime. All of our kids go to bed at the same time um, and that and it's they have an early bedtime because... Um, when Eric is away, that's like my time that, you know, I want to be with them and I like take the photos during the day and things like that. And I like, um, captures our day goes, but I also don't want, you know what I mean? Like I, they go to bed and, or they do their quiet times so that, um, I can work and I can get things done. Mm -hmm. So I think just having, I think routine is a big key mm -hmm. with him being gone a lot. And I'm not perfect with routine. I actually hate routine and <laughs> love to break routine, but. Um, I get a little bit more specific with it when he is away because that is the only way I can do it. Mm -hmm. So good. Mm, that's so, so good. good. Okay, Sina, we, Lindsay and I both have looked up to you as a mother since the day we met. And I have always just been inspired by how you have never sacrificed your dreams, your life, your own like personality or your aesthetic <laughs> like when it comes to uh, you know kids coming into the picture like your house has never turned into a chaos playpen of multicolored neon plastic crap <laughs> Amen. Lindsay and I both just love that about you <laughs> and honestly it inspires me freaking so much for when I become a mom like I literally talk about you daily with friends when we talk about like <laughs> becoming mothers but I would love to hear you just talk a little bit about how do you logistically curate your house and your lifestyle to look like a certain aesthetic you know to match mm -hmm. your aesthetic especially when 
people give you really well-intentioned gifts that Mm -hmm. maybe don't always go along with your vibe (laughs) or, you know, if a company sends you something, they want you to photograph, but it just doesn't go with your feed. Like how strict Mm -hmm. are you with that kind of thing? And how do you navigate that? Um, I think starting as far as like feeds starting out, I was much more open um, in like developing my brand. And I kind of, you know, took what I could get. Um, And everybody does that starting out. You're like developing your brand, but also like you can't go too, too, too like specific right at the beginning. You're trying to see who will work for you and build a name or work with you and build um, a name for yourself at the same time. Um, But I think at this point, this is kind of this goes back to, um, you know, when you're as far as keeping a curated house. both in real life and on Instagram, this happens whenever, um, you know, your Instagram is true to who you are. Um, and mm-hmm. so like that being said, I don't like plastic. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> and so like, we don't, I don't do plastic dishes or things like that. Um, a, because it's not the healthiest choice and I don't want my kids chewing on it. Um, but the, the main thing is that it's quality, um, over quantity. I would rather have like, um, a couple really nice toys for the kids then, um, you know, that they play with all the time that they really enjoy. They, you know, the nicer toys usually cost a little bit more, but those last for all of my kids um, and they all get use out of them. So I think that that just, um, as far as toys and things like that, that just goes back to, um, I guess, just kind of who you are and like what where what you value. Um, also for what's in the house, the more junk we have lying around, the more the junk owns me. So um I, so like when we lived in Hawaii, um, we had 1100 square feet, um, for the six of us and it was fine in the aspect that we didn't have a lot of junk. So when you have a bunch of junk, you are constantly picking up your junk and maintaining your junk and cleaning your junk mm-hmm. versus <laughs> not having as much junk and going to the beach and enjoying that you live in Hawaii. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just a, it's a, I guess that's for me, that's my priority that as a mom, I know that I am not super happy and I'm not super available for my kids whenever there's a ton of junk floating around. Like if I am owned by the things in my life, then I can't be the best mom that I can. I can't take the kids out to um, take vacations and go do things because I'm trying to like wash and clean and maintain our junk. And I don't Mm want to maintain junk. I want to have fun. (laughs) I want to be with the kids. (laughs) Amen. Wow. That was the best sound, but I've ever heard. (laughs) Oh, it's so good. I think it's so important too. Like I literally, I've clearly have, I have a puppy. That is the extent of my responsibilities. (laughs) It's like caring for another like thing. Um, but I've been noticing that myself in my own life of like, wow, when you allow stuff to like pile up in your house, like you accumulate Mm -hmm. more stuff and have more junk it takes mm-hmm. a lot more work to maintain it. And I can't mm-hmm, even yeah. imagine, like I've had conversations with Landon recently where I'm like, dude, if, if like we had kids in this picture, like maintaining mm-hmm. like a clean house, which is so important, especially when you work at like from home, like live from home. Like if, if you're spending a lot of time at home, I mean, in general, but having a clean house, like I feel affects everyone drastically. And like you yeah, have yeah. to, it's so important, but I'm like, man, the more stuff you have, the messier it gets, the faster it gets, the more work it is to clean it up. Like it's not worth it. Like, yeah. So I'm like, literally, it's funny because from a totally different, like single girl, well, not married girl living alone, like yeah, learning that too of like junk is not welcome. Like if something comes into my house, at least one other thing has to go out. Like, yeah, I'm learning that yep. right now. <laughs> we have a rule every time I like, buy something. It, like we're always like, yeah, get rid of something <laughs> else. So I, I yeah. agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And honestly, it's hard though, because kids like you need a lot of, it feels like you need a lot of stuff. Like there's so much marketed Mm -hmm. for, um, just for parenting, you know what, especially like the newborn days when like, you know, your baby's Mm -hmm. crying and you're like, I have to have all of these things. This will fix it. You know? And there's like (laughs) 14 different like seats or chairs for a baby because you're trying to figure it out. And so it's hard. It is hard with kids. Um, but I don't know. I, it still, I think goes back to the more you have, the more you have to maintain. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. When you said that, I thought of like all the crap that people told me I needed, like in yeah. nursery, like you need your, your own like little diaper trash can. And I'm like, why can't you just use your damn feet and walk two feet to the kitchen you, yes. and throw it in there? Like, like why do you need all these things? <laughs> you don't. You don't. That's the thing. <laughs> but that's oh, marketing. Man. Marketing size. I was going to say trash they- can. <laughs> Well, I was also going to say, I feel like a lot of people like marketing, they understand that, that mothers, especially new mothers Mm -hmm. who are like wanting to welcome like the nesting 
like mm-hmm. mentality is so nervous strong. out of their mind. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. Like they know that market. They know they can get you to buy stuff. And so they like try. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's brilliant marketing. They understand their audience. They understand what they're wanting and needing and how to, you know, sell to them. That's great. <laughs> but recognizing that like as a mom, like, hey, I don't actually need 500 different things for X, Y, or Z. So right. that's so great. Right. Okay, so, you know, we ask this to all our guests. It's kind of as we're nearing the end of the episode. What is your biggest lesson that you've learned in your business? Um, <laughs> same thing we've been chatting about. Be who you are offline, online, mm-hmm. and it'll come really easy and to enjoy it. Um, you know, think carefully about your niche so it fits into your life and not the other way around. So when you set up your account, you know, make sure that it's, that is true to who you are and then always over deliver companies talk, um, influencers talk, you know, like be, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> be a good, per- like be a good friend, be a good business person, like operate with ethics, um, operate, operate with morals. And, um, I think that's really, really the key. That's so beautiful. That's so important. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sina. So for anyone who is, Walking away from this episode, like absolutely in love with you and your family and your lifestyle, the way Lindsay and I are like, we're friends with you, but I feel like Lindsay and I low key fangirl over you just because we <laughs> like adore you so much. Oh, 100, 100%. <laughs> we just we love, love you guys. It's like, <laughs> um, like, I'm yeah. a photographer and I look at your feet and I'm like, oh, how did you do that? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> literally goals like friends friends, literally I talk about you Sina and you know this like I tell you this all the time I literally talk about you all the time of just like people will be like oh so do you want kids I'm like yeah I want to be like Sina when I grow up (laughs) (laughs) no literally okay wait if anybody goes back so I think it's episode 14 or 60 somewhere around there it's basically the episode where Evie interviewed me on motherhood and like, mm-hmm. just like my journey of that, literally, Sina, oh, I, I haven't listened to this. your name. And oh, well, you <laughs> should go do that. Because um, I say <laughs> some real nice things about you. Because I'm not Aww. kidding. I like God used you to change my heart about motherhood. I'm not mm-hmm. kidding. Like, that's not an exaggeration. Because before I even came to Hawaii, I was like, oh, I never want kids. Or like, I want one, maybe. Like, I was like, okay, they're messy. And <laughs> <laughs> like, ever since I met you and and saw how you mother, how you coincide that with a creative career and hobby and like how that all came together. Literally God used you to wreck my heart. And mm-hmm. now I like now when Andrew's like, Oh, okay. Yeah, we'll have six. I'm like, I don't mm-hmm. combat him. And literally yesterday <laughs> he said that and I didn't say anything. And he's like, wait, you're not going to be like, Oh no, we're going to oh, one. It. And I was like, nah. So <laughs> just, thank you. Thank you. That makes me <laughs> so happy though, because I've gotten to watch that whole like process for you. And I think that, yeah. you know, a lot of us go through that as women of like, um, just kind of turning your life over. Um, and then it's, it's really sweet, um, because it's so relatable and like you, everybody's, I feel like a lot, like it's just a really common season. And then it's like, you have your own and you're like, this is so fun. Like I love my children and you just want mm-hmm. so many children. So I don't know. It's been <laughs> really sweet to watch that. <laughs> well, we, well, we, we, we literally love you. Love you. <laughs> I mean, that's not an I exaggeration. Love you guys. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, for people who are just as in love with you as we are, where can people <laughs> find you? Where can they connect with you? Where can they learn from you? Where can they become like you? I'm just kidding. But seriously, where <laughs> give us all the information on where people can plug into you and your resources and your community. Right. Um, my Instagram is um, Sina E. Nelson. That is where I am primarily. Um, you can also search Sina Nelson on YouTube. Um, we dabble in that occasionally. Um, and then um, also on www.sinaenelson.com, um, we have a um, video and photography course for beginner entry-level um moms wanting to just capture their kids and their families and document um, their lives. And then we also sell presets and let's there as well. So good. And and just, just, I mean, you already know this if you've listened this far, but just to set the record straight, it's not Sine. (laughs) (laughs) That was my biggest mistake is putting my, I don't know why I put my, yeah, I put my middle initial and in hindsight, that was not smart. There was probably not another Sina Nelson. (laughs) Like, right. That's what my thought is like, your name is so yeah. unique. I highly doubt Stina Nelson is taken. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think that through, but 
I've done it and we're <laughs> just committing to it. Yeah. 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 Oh, well, Sima, <laughs> thank you so much for giving us so much of your time and just bringing so much encouragement and life to today's episode. You are just one of our favorite people. And I know so many people, mothers or wannabe mothers or just people who want to hear encouragement are just taking away so much from this episode. So thanks for giving us so much of your time today. Yeah, we love you so much. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, we will chat with you next time. Uh, Hopefully, we should have you back on, actually. That'd be fun. Anyways, um, we we love you. See you next week. (laughs) 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 See you next time. All right, we love you, Sina. We will chat with you soon. Bye. Bye.